comedy legend Frank Skinner is back on stage with his first stand-up show in four years. I think a man of my age saying my girlfriend is sort of on a level with a man of my age saying my skateboard. Live in London this June at the Edinburgh Festival in August and touring across the country this autumn. It's what I would call an Elton John joke. It's a little bit funny. Book tickets now at frankskinnerlive.com. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 8.12.15. That's the first thing you can do. Or you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. We're lumping those together, at Frank on the radio. Or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We like to, um, to give you options. Yes. There are people who don't have any. Remember that. Mm. That's a cheery okay. start to the show. We were just um, discussing a thing which I think cropped up last week. Yeah. Um, Faye, who uh, works on the show, made some tea. Well, and you you've say also, tea. And I think you put up a picture of it. Um, I did. I put up a picture. It's, and one, I... it's one of those that has like islands on it, uh, floating islands of darkness Excellent on the Excellent description. Yeah. It really was like that. I'll tell you what mm. it looks like. I don't know if you're aware of the Tottenham Hotspur away shirt, um, <laughs> yes. 2018, 2019. <laughs> yeah. And it has a, like a ghost version map of yeah. the world yes. on it. It's a green shirt. And that's what it reminds me of. I, well, I put up this picture. Not a ringing endorsement of the tea, I don't I think. said, would you drink this? And always this, and always my <laughs> comment. Would you drink this? Name of tea maker withheld for legal reasons. Hashtag heads will roll. David Baddiel, <laughs> I've seen that tea. Frank made it. Maybe for tea it should be figs will roll. <laughs> You know the fig oh, roll? Fig roll. Popular, <laughs> yeah. It was a popular Donkin biscuit in yeah. its day. I maybe. saw you see not getting it in me and oh, I did. panic. I see, I, see, I see not getting it very early in people. Yeah. Most nights this week. I what happened was, yeah, there was it was just that moment of... It was sort of disbelief on Frank's face yeah. and yeah. then a little bit of horror, but then, mm -hmm. as always, he saved it. Uh, David Baddiel, I've seen that tea Frank made it. Yeah, I didn't actually make it, but I, I don't... We've never worked out... I think we've discussed this, I mean, years ago, mm. what it is that... You know, because we get, like, scientists and type yeah. listen, listen to well, this. Is show. it scientists? Surprisingly, we do. Scientists <laughs> wouldn't listen to this, would they? But some of them do, I think. I think they have, everyone has to have some time off. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tracy Coldwell... It's the dodgy <laughs> water, not the tea that's the problem, Trace says. OK. I wonder if she's related to Minnie Caldwell, who used to be in Coronation Street. Probably not, oh, of course, yes. because that was her character name. Come to think of it. <laughs> so if she was, that would be a weird, strange thing. Yeah. Right. So everyone seemed to be saying it was the quality of the water rather than the tea itself. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I thought it was a stirring problem. I thought that the tea had been made and not stirred, just left. You know, some people say mashed. Yeah, I yeah. don't think that's right. It's a very I'm sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Well, we need a scientist. Okay, we're well, not just going. We're not going to arrive at this answer haphazardly. Well, no, you say that, but Mr. Peter Vernon has some practical advice. He's one of our regulars. Okay. It looks like reboiled water to me. Oh. Jacques Hughes. tell them to fill the kettle them with fresh yeah. water every time. Yeah, I never do that. I think that's. Um, 
you know, there are people in the world that don't have water. So mm. I think you should just boil it until you're finished with it. OK, <laughs> next. <laughs> oh, here's a question for you. Have you ever, you know, do you get this thing in your, in your neighbourhood mm. where people leave stuff outside their house for people to take? Oh, yes. Have you ever taken anything? Uh me personally, no. I think furniture. my wife might have. Yeah, well, so when someone left furniture, I spoke to them and said, you shouldn't put that there. <coughs> really? Why? What were you worried about? Someone just sitting down no, on the street? No, I just said, why are you leaving that table outside? Because it was near my house, near my property. Right. I said, I amended it to property to sound like a, like I was a responsible citizen. No. I said, it was near my property. And she said, um, oh, well, someone can someone can take it. Yeah. I said, yeah, or someone could not take it, and it could be stuck there for some time outside the house. I said, could you please get rid of it? Oh, dear. Oh. So she, I, I don't think people... It's fly-tipping is what is it is. Is this when you became I known as think... the haughty neighbour? Yeah. <laughs> I've become known. <laughs> See, there's, there's been times when I've been walking, say, a mile back from the school run, and uh, I've been glad of a chair outside a house. <laughs> it's always an office chair with, a, with one meal, wheel missing. Often a small bookcase or metallic shelves, I find. But what I saw the other day was a, 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 like a, a little plastic box of multicoloured paper clips. And, oh. you know, I went past and a hundred yards down the road, I thought, I wish I'd had those. Did you? I really... And I thought about going back and I just couldn't... No. I couldn't handle that. The um, U-turn. That concept of myself. <laughs> I could have gone back and then up to the top of the road and then back again, right. thus forming a paperclip shape before <laughs> picking them up. That would have been nice. But it did. It, um, I just think you've got to be them. so careful. They could have been, you know, the foxies could have regurgitated them. It's unlikely, isn't it? Oh, you said well, we don't know what happens on the streets. We don't know what happens. No, I, I just uh, think all I would say is you're doing quite well from what yeah, I've yeah. heard, so you could probably afford paper clips. I know, clips. but I do. I, I get through a lot of paper clips. It's my thing. Do you? Yeah, I find that paper. I like. Who paper says clips. that though? I, mean, I do. I really do. Through even people at work. Oh, you're not one of these people that love stationery. Well, I do love stations. Oh, God. But Jumbo so, pads. These people are so tedious. But I... Uh, yellow, yellow, <laughs> he doesn't, you don't like the yellow legal pad, though, do you, I, what, what I like, I find that a paper clip is a lot less commitment than a staple. Good point. Oh, uh, you know, cool. there's flexibility. <laughs> and that's what I like about it. And also, well, we'll come back to it. One one eight has been in touch, Frank. People underestimate one the effects. One one eight. Has he got a little? Uh, yeah. I hope he's got a tash and a perm. David Bedford was he called the runner who they were based on? Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, David sure. Bedford. Uh, they said he he had to run up eighty stairs to get his heartbeat to the point of a normal person, an average person. Oh, heartbeat. really? Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um. I wonder what they're doing now, those one one eight men, because they don't they don't get turn up in the celebrity no, sort of. Yeah, I think there's probably a few different. But it's still the advert is still on. Is mm. it? Yeah, I see it a lot. Oh, extraordinary! <laughs> Are you sure you see it? I do see it. 
because... But you um, thought BHS was still going. They, oh, yeah. they sort of... Sad news. In, in, in the new one, they're sort of like film directors auditioning um, other people. Uh, yeah. Oh, are they? OK, yeah. I believe you, but partly because one of the... Well, Faye, was nodding. Faye is nodding, exactly. Okay. F- Frank, people underestimate the effects of the paperless office. Stationary orders have been cut to such an extent that I had to search five floors of my company's building before I could find a suitable supply of rubber bands to sit to wow, steal. It's wow. a crisis. Just sack, <laughs> sack them all if it's your company. Just sack some, sack someone for not having stuff in, in. Yes, like there should be a cupboard full of brutal. stuff. <laughs> I mean, Boris hasn't actually got in yet. I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot He's about business, but I do know that. <laughs> The best bosses in business say you're fired a lot. That's one of the things well, I've picked yeah. up from popular culture on television. Yeah. So. The stationary yeah. cupboard is, I mean, is a, it's, it's a cave of wonders, mm-hmm. I think. Do you still get that in the new offices, though? Well, I don't, not really, that I don't really go in new offices anymore. No. But my days of that are over I only well. go in when I'm searching through their desks. And then you you sit, then you yeah. cut to their car arriving outside, oh, and I'm stressful. still there taking photographs with a <laughs> with a thing that looks like one of those things that cut the end off a cigar. But I'm taking photos with it, and I mean, and and then in, through the frosted glass window, you see their silhouette actually appearing, and they're going, and and I've gone miraculously to the surprise of the viewers, and then you see an open uh, toilet window that I've got out. Frank once told me I can't remember what film we were discussing, but he said, "Oh, I can't, I can't." Can't deal with that. And that I say, he said the stress of some people rifling through drawers. Those scenes, oh, yeah, you like can't I've bear just it. described, they honestly give me stomach cramps. <laughs> I get, I get so anxious when you can see them. The person is going to turn up any minute, and they still open they another drawer and another drawer. You think, just get out. They leave it way too long. Oh mm-hmm. man, I do suffer with that. I got to tell you. I, I tell you what I do miss. I miss that paper clip. Remember that animated paper clip that used to oh, be on the com- computer? Mi- Microsoft. Oh, what did that do? I never. I found that really irritating. He was like a stalker, that man. Lots I of was, people did material about how patronising he was. Well, I was wrote. He? I was writing a book at the time, so I spent a lot uh, of time on it, and it became to me a companion. <laughs> <laughs> In a way that Siri never has. I don't like Siri's got a manner about him which I. I, d- I didn't oh, understand that. All right. <laughs> I didn't hear what. You're okay. Yeah, I don't think I've got so a real works, sort of surliness oh, about it. I think him. that's why I like him. I better speak to my therapist about that. Who's Siri? Yeah. How do, where do you stand on Alexa? Well, I think men of my age have struggled and fought to get out of the habit of, <laughs> of barking instructions at a, at a female in a domestic setting. <laughs> and now the temptation, the lure has been uh, just tangled in front of our face to yeah. tempt us in, you know. Also, it's being somewhat over. Alexa! Where's my Smith's playlist? You shouldn't be talking to people. It's not a good habit to get into. Agreed. Also, it's being somewhat overused, I find, on the on the socials, Frank. Oh, I see. Oh, you know, right. they'll say, the trope is, Alexa, show me a picture of someone who, I don't know, has a has told a lie or whatever, and then yeah, there'll be yeah. Donald Trump. So yeah. it's become a real trope but I now. don't like that. I don't like that kind of no, please, or thank you element of yeah. talking. And, and, and make say it, please, or thank you to her. 
Well, no one ever does in the adverts, do they? It's so. weird that they've chosen to make it female, and if you're just going to tell them what to do, like it seems to go against the current zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. won't have it for different reasons. I don't like the idea of being recorded in my own home. I'm not not that interested. Oh, I don't, I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else is recording me. Frank <laughs> Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a couple of textings that, that I uh, text ins. Yeah. Is that the phrase that I should use there? Wow. Um, remember, somebody complained that I was telling you the mode that they'd com- communicated with us on. Oh yes, don't so, need to know if it's an email or a text. No, exactly. <laughs> it was a fair point. But. <laughs> it turned out not to be because then I tried to do it and it was impossible. Um, our friend lives in London. They left their old. Oh, stop showing. <laughs> 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 They left their old working fridge outside their house for someone to help themselves to. Next day, it was still there. Next night, they put a £25 sign on it. It was then taken overnight and no £25 left. little snapshot into the uh, uh, way people a, think. It's a good... Um, do you think the £25... They ever thought they'd get the £25? No, it was somebody so. dabbling with human nature yeah, and all yeah. these... Yes. Very persuasive. Oh. And that's, uh, that's from Ian Angle. And Clever. then the other side of the same coin, I mm. think. Uh, morning, Frank. With reference to furniture on one's drive slash front garden for the taking, I wonder if the person that took my car from the drive was of this tilt. Yeah, maybe that was a mistake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did he leave a pile of children's <laughs> books and some DVDs next to it? And the person thought, oh, I don't fancy those, but that... Yeah, that, that Vauxhall see, Astra. Can I? You've given Mikey a Vauxhall Astra in this. <laughs> As motion correspondent, out? I feel I have to ask Mikey, what are you driving these days? <laughs> Good. Can I point out, I objected to this earlier, but I do think. I should insert the clause that they were moving these people. I should oh, so yeah. people are aware. I mean, look, if you're leaving a table out, some bachelor pad, you know, yeah. laminated, did <laughs> you say ledger, yeah. <laughs> shelving, <laughs> fine for a 24 hour period. Yeah. It's just if you're moving, it, it that feels there's like, something irresponsible like about that's, that. That's that's a bit that's, lit, that's a bit posh litter. That's a bit lotto lout. Um, but I do. In the break, we were talking about when you get children set up a stall yes. outside there. We had someone selling um, strawberry. Can you? Have, I don't know if you can have this, but mm. selling strawberry lemonade at uh, uh. fifty pence a cop. How much? Yeah. Well, you know, it was going to a Great Ormond Street. Oh. Yes. I know it's a bit route one as far as charities go, but even yeah. so, it's a good course. Yeah. I love a children's sale. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I always part with money. I always give them a little bit more as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But don't you think... It's all sort of um, free stuff, Frank, as well, they... You know when you watch, like, um, some celebrity game show and they're doing stuff for a charity, aren't you a bit more impressed when you haven't heard of the charity? (laughs) I think a bit more of them. If right. they say something, this is like for the... Um, Frank Skinner Homeowners Association. <laughs> you know, this sort of <laughs> East, East, Ang- East Anglian uh, donkey sanctuaries. And you think, oh, that's, you've, gone, you've, gone an extra, oh, yeah. you've gone the extra mile with the charity choice. <laughs> with a Google before the show. Exactly. <laughs> People say Great Ormonds, too. You think, well, obviously it's a good course, but, you know, you come on. Mm-hmm. You've just dashed that off. <laughs> anyway... 
I think my... I got, can I say I did give them extra money for Great Ormond's Tree? Come on. I think know. my wife <laughs> and children are planning one of these um, ah, front of the house. Oh, you want to care, have a look, none of your stuff's going in? Well, I've, I've already seen some of my stuff in it that I have not put in it. But, um, some I've karate got, belt. Mike. I've got a master plan. <laughs> you I've remember when lost my um, jiu-jitsu belt, but I've replaced you it. Remember you remember when uh, Woody ended up uh, accidentally? Do I ever? The sale? Do you remember that? In Do Toy I ever? Story that documentary, Toy two? Story 2. Oh, yeah, right. two, not yeah. Alan, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I've got I, a plan though I'm just going to buy it back I'm going to buy my own stuff back and look like I'm a really big well, guy that gives that. money to what charity what number 74 gets there first and he's got his hands on your mons your I'll, judo I'll, is I'll it Dan him. or mon I'll throttle him <laughs> <laughs> is it Dan or mon in your world um, uh, it's his hands on your mons no you Dan or mon <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a judo I thought it was okay, a karate I'm, Dan I'm, is it a mon in judo I'm sure you know. said that <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, I went to a school uniform sale. Uh, yes. Did you? Yeah. Um, what do you mean? He's going to one of those um, like back to school parties, you know, like they were popular <laughs> about 15 yeah, years they, ago. So they he wanted don't some have, shorts. They don't have much my, my size. He wanted a Just William outfit. No, but at the oh, end of school, just a businessman dressed as Just yeah. William with at, a cap. At the end oh, of the year. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> at the end of the year at my son's school, they have, I think most schools do, they have the school unit. So people bring in the stuff that doesn't fit their kids anymore and then you, you buy it. I love it. Because they don't go to jumble sales anymore. That thing is sorting through loads of things, oh. looking at the size. Oh, is that what they do? Do you have? Does he have um, Mufti? Pardon. <laughs> Mufti is what they call it when you get to wear your own clothes. Oh, yes. Yeah. That that that's north. an army it's term. It's a military term, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. In um, the north, that's called own clothes day. <laughs> no, honestly, it is. It's just no, called know. wear your own clothes yeah. day. Yeah. We used to have on Friday, you could uh, you could wear your own clothes and bring toys in. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I love the idea. I'm on about when I was at work. <laughs> Frank, can we bring toys in? Um, okay, like... <laughs> We'll get the producers to get some batteries. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I went to the uh, I went to the a World Cup cricket this week. Oh, England! What's that for? Just cricket. You don't like stationery. You don't like cricket. We're drifting apart. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Well, your response did feel very like you've been involved for. 24 years. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, like you're God, a fast cricket. bowler with a back, tro- back and knee trouble. Years of pounding down the street. I thought there was a cricket. Jo Woffenden has sent a picture of her son, who's a, one of our youngest listeners, mm. uh, playing 8am cricket. He protests about getting up for school, but he never has a lion on a non-school day. Interesting. Ah. So, uh, what's going on? World well, Cup cricket? I, the, yeah. I, I was in a I was in a, a box, a sort of hospitality box at Lords. This is for England, Australia. Okay. And there's um, a lot of boxes at cricket, isn't there? There is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one was cooler than most. <laughs> and in uh, to our left there was a, I don't know if you can still use this word, the Australian wags. Can you still say wags? Oh, right. They're called quags, I think. Oh, do, do they? they? Mm. What's the qua- cricket wives and girlfriends? Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, well, this they were they were to the left of us mm. in a surprising amount of um, leather and leather look. Oh. I didn't think of the Australia. It was quite a warm day. Mm-hmm. 
There was... Um, what sort of leather outfit? No, leather skirt, black leather look, leggings, big um, chunky boots with like multi-strapped and studded. I mean, it was like they'd arrived some sort of Hell's Angels convoy. <laughs> it sounds a bit right, said Fred. It was, yeah, it was not what I expected at all. Uh, and of course, the weird thing is, is they had the children with them. So you're, you know, an Australian gets out and you all stand up and cheer and applaud, and it's that kid's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, it seems no. a bit cruel. Uh. But on the other side of us, um, Tim Rice had got, uh, oh, yeah. had got the box. Sir Tim <gasps> Rice. Can I predict the outfit? Uh, okay. Uh, I think a fawn coloured linen suit. Well,. Oh. He, had, he wasn't a suit he had on. Oh, a navy blazer? Stripy. Stripy Stripe blazer Sorry. he went for, you. A sort of three men in a boat look, yes. But I, I bumped into him on the way to the gents and he said, uh, all right, Frank, he said, um, rice is the name, words is the game. Which I thought was pretty brilliant. <laughs> pretty brilliant. But in that box... Did you the, say, oh, hi, Damien? In that... <laughs> in that... In that box, there was Patricia Hodge, David Hare, oh. Stephen Frears, Michael Parkinson. Oh. I mean, it was, it was, oh. uh, it was British theatre encapsulated, and someone to interview them. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I Who did you hang out with? I worked with Sir Tim Rice once. Oh yeah, ages ago, <laughs> and I really liked him. I felt mm. like we were getting on, and then at the end of the night, he went. Lovely to meet you. I'm sure we'll cross paths again. <laughs> Never seen him since. No. <laughs> Probably five well, years cr- ago. Cross paths uh, does <laughs> suggest that he's allowing a certain. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to. He's not going to make it happen. No. Yes. But he was very nice. That's not. You know, give me your digits. You're right. As I believe a member of Blue once said to me back in the. Uh, <laughs> Late nineties. Oh yeah, Simon, it was. Well, I I don't um, see a ring. Give me your digits. The first time I met Sir, uh, Tim Rice, of course, is the man who uh, told me that Michael Jackson had died. Oh. Sir Tim Rice. I think that uh, in the oh, long three in the morning. I won't ask. No, we, we were in the long. <laughs> Darling, room. wake up. We were in the long room at law. No, he died about ten o'clock at night at our time. I think. I think you're right. Let's hope for you. Yeah, well, so I was in the long room at Lord's and Tim Rice said to me, Michael Jackson has died. Yeah. It's a good to, who told you Michael Jackson died? Could be the new where we were knew Kennedy was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we should have it as a text in. <laughs> no. Unless it, it has to be a celebrity of some guy. 8, 12, 15 if you've got a good one, but not if you haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want Joe Jackson um, <laughs> texting in. It was a dead doctor guy. <laughs> He said to me, some very suspicious... No, not to me. Conrad. Remember his quote? says, some very suspicious. While one minute he was, uh, he was alive, next minute he was dead. I said, well, that is how it, that's how it, that's how it works, yeah. So, how much of a ramp were you uh, anticipating? There? Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were just talking about uh, a phenomenon, Grecian 2000, which um, yes. was an ad- a thing that men used to put on their hair to get rid of the grey. Mm. Mm. And as you said, Ali, it used to be, I mean, so heavily I... advertised on mm. telly. It really was. And I'll tell you what, there's an advert which I don't see on telly now much at all. 
that an advert which is something you instinctively knew that when it was originally made, it wasn't in English. Yeah. Do you know those kind of adverts? They're oh, on, yeah, the they ones. look a bit different as Can well. Can I just say the Ferrero Rocher had that quality to it as well? Yeah. It looked like it might have been sort of Swedish. I still see the occasional one for children's toys on uh, on things like Nickelodeon, and it look you can tell they're like all yeah. Italian kids or stuff like that. And the child says, "Daddy, I really like this so much." Yeah, exactly. You think, nah. but their mouth is moving differently, like a yeah. Bruce Lee film. Yeah. <laughs> well, early Bruce Lee films. You better yeah, right. ones. You're right. Yeah. Oh, let's not fall out of a Bruce Lee technicality. Yeah. There was enough drama over the mom. I will tell you once and only once, <laughs> we are not sick men. Sorry, you're talking about you and Alan, or you in yes. character here? No, I was, I was, that was from one of the uh, Bruce Lee films. <laughs> um, oh, I'll tell you what I saw. Um, have you seen these? Are they everywhere now? Sort of, um, sort of the dual gender green man. No. On, um, oh on, yes, I have seen those. Yeah. What? How come in I the Soho them? area? Um, well, I saw it outside the Trafalgar Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's you know the, normally the Green Man is like a, a figure. Um, a I know the briskly, Green Man. I'm familiar with his work. Yeah, brisk, briskly uh, moving <laughs> on. Yeah, uh, the Green Man. Once more with feeling. Well, that now they've made it very uh, sciency, and it, it's it's green, but it's got uh, it's it's it, you know the the um, the arrow sticking out the circle and the cross sticking out the circle. There are the symbols yeah. for male and female. Yes, mm-hmm. it's like a combo of that. Yeah, and I think oh. it's a protest about why it should be a green man. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I'd be quite interested in seeing the Green Woman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What about the Green Goblin? Yeah. Well, what a night that was. <laughs> I, I, I used to do this thing. Uh, I must have told you this before. You know when you're walking around on your own and you just do things just for your own benefit? Mm. There are some of those Green Man, um, the circles with the Green Man in, that had, like, um, small black Venetian blinds on them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know, I, those were my favourite ones. And I was just to ma- imagine that, you know those cops in the drinking styrofoam cups in a, in a parked <laughs> car doing I always used to imagine that the Green Man was a bloke moving about in his flat and we were watching him through the blinds. <laughs> and then suddenly he disappears and the Red Man appears at the window like, like he's, there's been uh-huh. a, a murder or something. Do you ever do that when you're on the bus and you pretend that you're steering. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and nice. I just moved well, my hands. Last 30 years, I don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> but Growing no, Frank, I know, I know what you mean. The Green Man, it did have the vibe of a bachelor pad, an 80s bachelor yeah, pad. Exactly. Instead of Tom Cruise. Well, the I mean, black blinds is very 80s, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it's so 80s. It's the sort of thing, in fact, you would find discarded outside a property. Which is a oh, shame. Yeah. So pretty cool. Well, man, are you going to find green men piled <laughs> up at the side of the crossings that are no longer available? That'll become a thing, like a medallion people wear the green man or maybe a sort of stained glass window at the uh, at the transport mm-hmm. museum. Please don't do a stained glass window of the green man. <laughs> at the transport museum, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? 497. Paul's. 497, Mick in Sunderland has offered a reason why there may not be a green woman thus far. Morning, gang. The green woman is, of course, grot bags to anyone over 35. Oh, from... Um, oh, what, yes. what was that programme? She was from... Uh, um, uh, well, exactly. Uh, no, hang on a sec, Cracker Jack, was it? Or something like that? No, Rod Hallanemu. Was he? 
Well, she I, was on I, I don't, my I'm not pony. I know the name drop bags. I'm not. Go- I can't place her. I always used to look <laughs> I just at that can't woman. Place her. You do know drop bags. I don't think I've used the phrase. I can't place someone for <laughs> twenty years. And you know why? It's made me feel good. <laughs> yes. Uh, one of our, I'm, I'm surprised someone hasn't already texted where drop bags is from. But I, they, I, what, I don't. They, I think drop bags may have passed. Yeah. But not, as, but it's again, it's a fictional character. <laughs> well, the lady who played her. Well, that you know, yeah. But the the fictional character is, of course, timeless. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. So this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Frank on the radio. Email us via the Absolute Radio website. I thought I'd take a sort of a sergeant major approach. It sounded very colonel who's retired to Bogner yes. and still shouts at his wife now. I bet there are the many. There aren't telegraph! Ca- there can't Slippers. be many of those. <laughs> no, no, Alexa, Alexa, telegraph. Because he lives alone now. His wife died a couple of years ago and yet he still sets two places for breakfast. It's tragic. We knew one of those colonel. He was, I think he was one of the last remaining of that breed, like the colonel in Faulty Towers or the major. he remaining. <laughs> no, he's <certainly. laughs> <laughs> yeah, there can't be many left now, those he seaside colonels. He lived in Bogner, of course he did, and he would say things like, right, I think we're all very tired now, and we'd all have to go to bed. Oh, brilliant. Loved him. <laughs> um, anyway. On Ow. the subject of communicating with us, 604 has texted. You were talking about the, um, I suppose, the gender-neutral symbols for the green man crossing in Trafalgar mm. Square. 604 has said, I work at Trafalgar Square. They put those gender symbols in for Pride two years ago. I thought at the time, this is great, they can change them for events, but they've never changed them back. Not sure whether people like them or just because someone forgot. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's like that's how change happens. It's like we've we've got birthday cards up from like (laughs) that we just haven't taken down. We've still got a sparkly pink reindeer that's been up on our shelf for about three years. Oh. Oh, yes, I spotted that reindeer. I thought it was an, um, an eccentric interiors decision. No, it was just, we've just never taken it down from, it's never gone back in the box with the other trimmings. As David Badil once said when he came into your house, will it always be like this? I know, it is. He just looked around. <laughs> um, we've also got divided opinion on uh, whether I or not... Gro- divided opinion. Well... You say that, but it's it's quite polarising. It's, it's grot bags based. Grot bags was zero five eight. Hi Frank and the gang. I think grot bags was from Rent a Ghost. Great show. Well, that was my no. first thought, but I think no. there was a ghost. Well, as a, someone who was very similar to uh, well, grot bags. Excuse me. There was right. a witch, and she was Scottish, and she was called Nadia Popolovsky or something. Bless you. Okay. I appreciate that's not correct. Please. Correct me. 690 has said, Grot Bags, Emu's World. I still use the song, There's Somebody at the Door. I didn't know that was where that came from. There used to be a, a, a Rod Hole and Emu, they used to have a thing called Happy House or something like that. And the theme tune was um, Ordered Laughter. So it used to, the theme tune would go, Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 And I thought, imagine if somebody actually laughed like that. What a terrible <laughs> social disability oh, it would be. Awful person to I'm going to start doing that now. Oh. Imagine if someone went to your gig and you just heard that. 
Oh. Exactly. I know. We kill a gig, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would. It would be. Uh, imagine if the Queen laughed like, like it. You know, when she has to do like laughing. Yeah. For, for the people. <laughs> she might do it to the tune of God Save the Queen oh, as well. That, oh, that'd be a bit self obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ha, 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 Forgotten all about that. I'm putting it down as one of the great theme tunes of all time. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I'd like to talk to you about Tom Holland now, the movie star. I know, yeah. Not, not the history writer. <clears throat> oh, I know, he's father. Oh, you know Dominic? Yes, Dominic. Are you both, uh, do you both know Dominic, I've the comic? Dominic Holland, comedian. Yes. Well, you—that's the thing. You probably know him as Dominic Holland's son, rather than Spider-Man. I um, think of him as Dominic Holland's son. Mm. Yeah. yeah. He's done well for himself. I think he got a part in um, Billy Elliot, the music. He did. Oh. He was one of the Billy Elliot. Remember, they, they, yeah. you know, when they have kids in a thing, they have to have three. Was Dominic Holland some sort of cheeky girls' momager? Pretty much, I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's what's happened. Very, very on that. Yeah. <laughs> what, you mean Ma- Margit? <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of uh, of their mom. But no, it's that Dominic, it's that Tom Holland that we're going to discuss, not mm. the uh, not the history writer who, no. okay. who who I've heard interviewed several times, and he's very interesting. I've just read he's um, Athelstan. Have you? I thought in you the, might be in a the fan Eng- of... in the English Monarch series. I was thinking it'd be up your and street. And not Tom that. Hollander either, star oh, of TV's Rev, which was based on Reverend Richard Coles, of no whom more way. later is that right? Mm. And it not um, exactly Xavier Hollander, who I think... We can't just keep mentioning Hollands. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I and have not an Hollandaise idea. Now I've said that, I think it might not, have been an adult Not adult Havel Xavier, the uh, Liverpool player. No, anyway. <laughs> so now we've established who it's not. This is like... Tom Holland movie star, he said that... Um, <laughs> He, and he, not Holland, that's now known as the Netherlands. Do you know that Jean Paul Sartre played um, No Way Out? <laughs> this is what this feels like. I don't know that, I'll be straight with you. Okay, um, other people are hell. It's called, it's, the translation is Hui Clo, I believe. Okay. You're having a nut on air, Frank. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I forgot, I forgot we were on air. I'm talking about Jean Paul Sartre and he's having a nut on air. Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah. Not the first time Absolute's had a knot on air, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> Probably not meant to, no. Well, um, come on, get on with the Spider-Man thing. He, uh, he is Spider-Man. Well, you've given away now that he's Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big spoiler alert there. Sorry, everyone. He, uh, he said that when he wears you the Spider-Man see, can costume... can see him on the net. <laughs> <laughs> Do you notice I say Spider-Man? Yeah, I did notice that. Well, it's like his surname. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, if he wears the full Spider-Man costume, he, he can't even scratch an itch that he gets. He's, he's head to... Yeah. Well, I read that, but I don't understand Lycra. why you can't scratch if you're, um, if you're covered in cloth. You can still scratch. I think no. he's worried about ripping it. No. Is that what it is? Um, as well, a clothes thing... Be gentle. Be gentle with <laughs> yeah. me. No, it's because... Have you seen these suits up close? No. Um, Oh. Well, I've seen... Well, uh, I, have I have seen some up, up close. Right, so they're not... It's not like the sort of um, thin lycra, is it? It's not like that very thin gym lycra. 
it's almost industrial strength. Mm. Industrial it's very lycra. Thick. You couldn't, if you itched it, you wouldn't penetrate. Is that right? Mm. Well, I, good info. I think if I was wearing a dense leather overcoat, I could still do some scratching just by pushing its inner Perhaps surface against my outer sure, surface. Sure, because there would right. be a gap between the full-length leather Ron Atkinson and the thigh, say. Okay. Whereas in the case of the Spider-Man suit, it's very hard-wearing industrial-strength fibre right next to the skin. Yeah, still okay. I'm I need still to try one on, really. Okay, the think. Doubting Thomases. The what sand- about the corner of a table or something, though? Surely if you well, were to get a table corner... Exactly. Oh, that's a good look. Like some strange a- cat on I mean, heat. I can understand if he Robbing was trapped... up against a table. If he got trapped in a soft play centre, he'd be in a dilemma. He'd never <laughs> yes. be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> the great thing about... When, when he first becomes Spider-Man in the movie, he, he makes his own... Have you seen them? Yeah. Homecoming? He oh, make, I don't know he, if I have, actually. He makes his own outfit, and it's, got like, it's like a tracksuit top with a, a spider and stuff. And, because that's what it would have been like in the mm-hmm. comics. Yeah. It seems that every person who gets superpowers also gets this default seamstress skills where they can make this incredible outfit but he makes a very makeshift sort of outfit Mm -hmm. which is brilliant does it look baggy is it a bit uh, yeah it's a bit too baggy Chelsea dogout sorry in a tracksuit it looks like (laughs) a teenager has made a superhero (laughs) costume I mean mean, I suppose they thought well obviously we can't stick with this because it's not it's not sexy so have you seen this film I haven't seen the brand new one. Okay. I've seen Homecoming and I've seen him in the oh, Avengers. Oh, we could go and see it together. Oh, actually, no. I've not seen any of them with him in it, I don't think. I've he's brilliant. I... Is he Can good? I say that? I'm not saying is that he? because Great. he's Dominic Holland. He's the best Spider-Man there has been in my wow. opinion. Wow. Really? Because he's more like the one in the comic, a sort of a slightly dorky teenager uh-huh. kid, and the other one's, at, you know. Once they did that thing where they did a, um, was it Spider-Man 2, where there's a, so, sorry, are we still on air? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about that, everyone. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text that I don't quite understand. Yes. Uh, 082 has texted, Hi, the quote you referred to is L'enfer c'est les autres. Jean-Paul Sartre, yeah, hell, is he- hell is other people. Yeah. No, OK. Regards. If I could just leap in here. I was referring four. to the play No Exit, Hui Clo. It was turned into a play, that quote. Jean-Paul Sartre wrote a play called No Exit. But I don't uh. think we should be doing Jean-Paul Sartre. I, think, I always see that as Dave Berry's area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We divvy it up, don't we? Yeah, I I feel that we we, we were sort of straying a bit. Says the man who has an A.E. Houseman alert. Oh, no, it's going to go Yeah, keep it English. (laughs) President (laughs) of the Samuel Johnson Society. Again, English. (laughs) Oh, for goodness sake. Um, So we were discussing uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, and he's been Spider-Man. I'm going to say it he's been complaining somewhat in the um, in, in a media way about the wearing of the suit because he can't scratch an itch and when the when he's got the full suit on he can't stop for breaks he has to he has to plan a toilet break 45 minutes in advance. That's an interesting idea, that. Yes. Well, I think it's a transferable skill for um, high-mileage driving. Oh. I think it'll be all right. Oh, yes. If he's, 
if he's ever down on his luck, he's got that to fall back See, on. See, if ever I'm driving uh, Kath, my partner anywhere, she mm. doesn't drink that morning, which I think is a real, wow. not a good thing to do. Oh. So, yeah. Or on trains, she does the same thing. Right. To avoid going to the gardens in Well, she doesn't like locking the door on the toilet. Oh, and if you go on the train stuck. and you don't lock the door, obviously people are liable to walk in. So yeah. it's a night. I've had yeah. to stand outside women's <laughs> toilets and toilets, just stand in there and people say, excuse me, can I get... And I say, no, there's someone in there. It's an excuse that you've right. come up with. Yeah, yeah, tough job. Um, yeah. Someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said, so he has this tube placed through one of the spider eye holes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't like that, saw a picture. No, I didn't like that. Gross. Yeah. Well, he, one of the things he says is, he says, if you want to do things like, if you want to eat gum... Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to drop the gum down through the eye hole. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what about when you're <laughs> getting the gum out? Must be the problem. I know. Yeah. Very he, sticky. He does a you, headstand. You don't it? think he's a... He's a swallower of gum. I think he might be. I mean, he's broken every rule of my childhood. My mum was absolutely insistent that if you swallow chewing gum, it, it gums your insides up and they you die. They said your bones will stick together. Was that the, your, your version? Well, of... I was told that and I thought, well, that sounds good. That it's... means I won't break my bones. It's yeah. interesting your childhood, though, isn't it, Frank? Like, there was quite prohibitive rules about swallowing chewing gum, but you did munch on raw sausages. <laughs> that is true. And, and leave the table without asking. There was many other rules that were somewhat ignored. If, Tom, if Tom Holland said he'd been feeding uh, raw <laughs> yeah. sausages through his eye hole, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, have, batted a, I wouldn't have batted a spider eyelid. <laughs> Oh, spider no. eyelid. The spider eyes are very nice. Eye. Do they have eyelids, spiders? <laughs> it's got lovely 15, eyes, actually. One of our many science questions. <laughs> yeah. spiders, spiders have eyelids? Actually... Well, it's uh, zoology. Spiders <laughs> have lovely eyes. Do they? Mm, very, very hypnotising. Uh, the um, okay. the spi- Spider-Man, Spider-Man, on the other hand, mm-hmm. don't like those eyes. They're more like fly eyes. They're very yeah. gauzy. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. Uh, the what that eye, I think that, that started by Lee Falks, the Phantom character, way back. His eyes where there's eye holes, but just blank, no sign of any kind of eye. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it must have been quite hard to to do that in in the real with real people. Or what? is it gauze? They've just gone glass, for a source of. Glass. He says it's glass in the what article. What kind of talk <laughs> is this? Yeah. Glass eyes on spider. Well, this is well, what I Columbo mean about the heaviness of the fabric. Oh, oh by the way, the other um, chewing gum thing. The people used to say that if you chew gum, your your stomach thinks that food is on the way That's because right, you're yeah. chewing, and so it starts creating uh, digestive. Juices. That's what people say. So oh. the digestive juices are scampering about your stomach area, going, "What's where, going on? Where is it? Where is it? We're all we're all set now. Yeah. We're at our top acidity." Oh, they start they start rearing their heads like a tapeworm. Yeah, I think they do. They they yeah. uh, they rise up. Um, What's your worst animal? Mine is tapeworm. Is that an animal? I suppose it's part of the animal. I wouldn't have it as a pet. My worst animal, I would say, is the horse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really uh, cynical bullies.
Tom Holland, we've mm. been talking about his Spider-Man That's suit. Tom Holland. He says he has... Tom Holland and Tom Holland <laughs> and Tom Holland creeps in this petty pace day after day to the last syllable of recorded time. Sorry, carry on. And all our yesterdays are yeah, like yeah. fools. That's, that's the next bit. We needed okay. someone that sounds a bit like yesterday's to come mm. in there, not a, not a film star. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Jean-Paul Sartre. Oh, no. Uh, he sometimes, Tom Holland, he says he's even found a way, we're talking about putting stuff through the eye holes. Mm. Uh, of, of the mask, we away, say. Yeah, the mask. <laughs> Not actually through no, his eye socket. Yeah, don't do that. How, He's how. Uh, found a way to get a Kit Kat through there, to eat a Kit Kat. Now, this worries me. Sponsored post. <clears throat> Why? Oh, yeah. You've got cynicism well, about it. Cynical horse. I love that pub. Oh, you think it's a bit... Uh, no, he doesn't need the money. He's, He's doing well. But a- if... Anthea and Grant um, eating <laughs> that thing at the wedding. <laughs> the plague. <laughs> yeah. If... What if you drop it? What if you drop that Kit Kat? What, down inside the outfit? Right, oh, quiet. and then it's like a lump on Spider-Man's face. Well, it's just... not just a lump on the face. It, and then that, that Kit Kat, I'm just thinking, oh, it could look... It could if melt. you sit down, yeah. It could be confusing if you drop the <laughs> Twix down there. Yeah. <laughs> With great power comes great incontinence. We yeah. don't want that. Yeah. The bit I don't get for this whole Twix story... Twix in each eye <laughs> sticking out of each eye hole. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> The bit I don't get is that um, even the the news story in the paper that I read had a picture of Tom Holland as Spider-Man in the sort of up-to-the-collar Spider-Man suit. Yeah. So is it a different suit from that one? Because why can't they just make Spider-Man a suit mm. like, that has the pull-on mask like well, it has well, in it the does, films? Well, it does, yeah. It does have pull-on masks. So why can't they just take the hat the off films, and can have a snack? Well, exactly. It's a very don't good get point. It. It's as if he's made up the whole damn thing. <laughs> just to promote because Kit they need to do it for all sorts of reasons. I have been watching a lot of politicians, and these are the kind of exactly fact they give responses like that. There are all sorts of ways I'm going to do this. I think that's a good question. What? Well, I think why doesn't he just take his? Is it CGI related? uh, Yeah, I've got a theory that Tom Holland, Tom Holland, I love you, Tom Tom Holland. But why don't you take your? Top off. No, not top off. <laughs> Sorry, can we do that again? Uh, what are you, can we do that again, Paul? What are you doing? Hold on, I'm just recording. I can't hear him. How's no one there? <laughs> um, no, it's. Um, here's a question for you. Superman mm-hmm. made his. You know where he made his. How he got his outfit, Superman? Remember, he like arrived on a, on Earth, fired from a Krypton that was about that was sort of. Dis- being destroyed. Oh, Marlon Brando was his dad. That's right, yeah. Well, when he when he lands, he's just a small baby in a capsule, so how does he get his uh, costume? Well, what he does is he uses his baby blankets, oh. red and blue. Oh, he's so clever. And he That's uses right. those. But what I don't think How does ever, it grow? Well, uh, yeah, it must have been stretchy, the baby blanket. And also, he's obviously able to cut it. Which yeah. um, the idea is that it's it's sort of invulnerable, but maybe he could do it with his superheat. He could have given the Hulk a hand with his serrated Shorts. trouser leg problem. <laughs> but if, if you stand back and imagine trying to make a sexy suit out of your baby blankets, I think you get an idea of the the, the task. Yeah, that's in difficult. Hand. 
Why do you think that started, that tradition of the uh, superhero in Lycra? I think it's because you want to show that they, their muscles is the thing, yeah. isn't it? You want mm-hmm. to show that they're strong and male. Agreed. And then when female here... Like the first Captain, uh, female Captain Marvel, when she was called Ms. Marvel, mm. do people still call themselves... Do you call yourselves... Do you call yourself Ms. I don't know, but I do know that if we've got no other listeners, at least Jonathan Ross will still be listening <laughs> okay. to this. Um, do I call myself Ms.? Yeah. Depends who's asking. Is it still a thing, though, Ms.? Yes, oh, it okay. is, yes. Um, yeah, she um, wore, like, a crop top and bikini bottoms and a, and a, a long, like, a silk scarf <laughs> thing. That was her... I mean, yeah. times have certainly changed. <laughs> For the best. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. Um, Ultra Magnus, he Ultra Magnus, he Ultra, has Ultra Magnus. This is a person. Yes, it's, oh. it's a superhero that used oh, to host Mastermind. It's a, <laughs> a non-deployed Ultra Magnus. Who mm-hmm. was? Who would you say was the friendliest, most sort of open-handed uh, quiz show host of all time? <sighs> Eight, twelve, fifteen. I'd say it was um, magnanimous, magnanimous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise you were setting up one of your oh, jokes. one of your jokes. <laughs> He's a joker, isn't he? Now I feel if this was a 70s variety show, you'd have to go into an impression. You'd have to rifle in the suitcase. Or a song. Oh, Don't laugh at me, because <laughs> I'm a fool. <laughs> they all sang like that. So. Yeah. Actually, Ultra Magnus is MK Knight, who gets who's one of our regulars, oh, an engineer. Okay. Uh, MK Knight says Superman's outfit is only invulnerable because of its proximity to Superman's skin. Are you oh, with me? You're right. Once distanced from him, it can be cut like a normal fabric. Is that right? Okay, so, so how did he make his outfit. Yeah, because it would have been near him, wouldn't it? Unless he's got... I suppose if he got some really long scissors and a mm. very, very long needle. Or a sideline where he's running like a sweatshop and he just leaves it with them and then goes he's off. Got, and yeah, goes I think like, Superman running a sweatshop beside some, a sort of Mike Baldwin figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd feel uneasy about that. that I'd like that, that episode where he has an argument with them about the, the elastic cops being too small in the... <laughs> In the pants. No, what about when he gets shot? Is it him that gets shot? Or maybe the other man, he calls him an idiot because they couldn't swear on ITV. They nearly all get (gasps) shot. Yeah. You idiot. (laughs) There was a thing once about... uh, Do you remember on Coronation Street and then it was was the first um, sort of transgender wedding and and Hayley married um, Roy. Mm -hmm. Roy Cropper. And it said that the local press had turned up because, you know, this slimy journalist because she was... um, because she uh, was a transgender person. And uh, in The Guardian, it said, uh, yeah, what the local press man should have done is commented on the fact that there was a nine women in the in the congregation whose husbands <laughs> had died violently. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really big story. So and, uh, where were we? Tom oh, Holland. Oh, I, Spider-Man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. This, this story has really made me change one of my... Um, one of my thoughts about my future because Tom Holland says that he can't eat on set he, he, the most he's managed is a Kit Kat and 
I'm no expert, but I've done a tiny little bit of filming and one of the true joys of being on set, as they say, mm. is that somebody constantly comes up and asks you if you want anything. Do you want a tea? Do you want a drink? Do you want some food? So I've decided to rule myself out of playing Spider-Man and, oh, and having yeah. a Hollywood I career. If, if one of us was going to play Spider-Man, you're, you're in the frame. <laughs> one dare, of the three of us. Yeah. I, could play, I think they might be picking from a slightly deeper pool be? of people. Though. I could play Spider-Man, open brackets, if he'd lived. <laughs> <laughs> Close brackets. You know, Spider-Man sitting at the end of a bar... <laughs> with the, the costume still on, but just drinking and looking haggard, right, and yeah, right. and people saying, of, "Of course, that's Spider-Man." That's how some of the Wolverine-type films start. Who am I? Like I'm going to have life. to be the old bag who looks after him. Oh, oh. no, Aunt May! Oh, I'd be happy. Do you know with Aunt May? <laughs> no, but thanks for the tip. Yeah. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. I tell you what, text the show on 8.12.15 and we'll probably read it out and uh, it'll be um, sausage meat from which we will make elegant sausages. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, um, but make sure you get your office chair um, properly adjusted, otherwise you get repetitive strain syndrome. You can do that at Frank on the radio, or you can email the show, which is free and sort of dips under the um, the price wire of the fifty oh. pence text. So you can do that via the Absolute Radio website. Um, it's all it's all there for you, laid out before you, like a what's it called, a flat. Lay. Oh, flat lay. I like taught, a flat lay. I told a flat Frank lay of a, opportunities. Uh-huh. What is a flat lay, Frank? A flat lay is a picture of a series of objects associated with a certain theme. You could say this was in my handbag and just lay them all out and take a photo. I, um, and where do I you did, put it up, Frank? Uh, you put it up on... Um, Instagram, yes, yes, Aww, yes. so cute. I, I've, I've actually done it with my um, intestine. This morning. Yeah. Well, what happened That's was good. you. I said... wish I'd done it on a non-porous surface because I've picked up quite a bit of fluff from the car. Yeah. Blow it off. Stick what it would your off. flat lay be? You'd have something from uh, the Samuel Johnson. You'd have some sort of some sort of first edition. Perhaps. I have a first edition of uh, Johnson's uh, Journey to you the don't. Western Islands. That'll be worth a bit. Of course, it does. Um, He's doing all and right. And then my med- maybe my medal of when what I was medal? president of the Johnson Society. Oh, OK. Nice. Is it all Johnson-related, the flat well, no, lay? I'm just thinking if it was going to be a Johnson flat lay, which I doubt anyone's done yet, a Samuel Johnson. Well, when Johnson. you say Johnson and medal, I'm afraid my thoughts go elsewhere. Oh, yeah. I think of disgraced former sprinter, 100-metre sprinter, Ben Johnson. OK, well, what's the flat lay going to be then? It's going to be like all <laughs> a needle? packets of... Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that if I was be. doing ephedrine. a flat lay... You don't want an ephedrine flat lay. If I was doing a flat no. lay, it'd be all the bargains I've had from Marks and Spencers <laughs> over the years. It'd be... Um, a St. Michael Flatley. <laughs> That's absolutely tremendous. Absolutely I have to say, tremendous. I don't know how many likes you'd get, though, if you did really do it. I don't know how well that would go with the Gen Zers. do think wouldn't... they're like a pun about um, an no. Irish dancer. No. It wouldn't be the most famous Michael Flatley thing on the internet. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put it that way. Um, uh, can I tell you a bit about what happened to me this week? Okay. I sent sure. Ray to the dog hotel, first of all. 
Right. I'd seen it online and I like the look of it. Nice. It's fabulous. It's like a, it's almost like a private members club in Somerset. You send them off there, Mm -hmm. they pick them him up. Is it a kennels though, essentially? No, well, not really. How vulgar. (laughs) It's not. Kind of. It's all lovely. (laughs) They have cream augers and all fire and ball paint. It's called the Country Dog Hotel. They pick him up in a, what I like, they pick him up in a Range Rover. They keep the dog theme. Oh, with Rover, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Rover. Of course, I mean, if you turn up in a Jaguar, or he would, he would taste it. Yeah. <laughs> Just not let it in. Yeah. But I was getting... What's so strange is I was seeing on Instagram pictures of Ray. It was a picture of Les Dennis with Ray. Really? Well, yeah. Does he work there? It's quite... <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland's going to do long-distance driving, so maybe Les Dennis has yeah. lined up. <laughs> Les Dennis is running a dog hotel now. That's awful. He's not running the dog hotel. I think he was involved because Ray was also photographed with Lorraine Kelly. Um, her dog goes there. David Gandhi's dog goes there. Oh, but you weren't there for the photo. No, no, human beings aren't allowed in the dog hotel. Well, what's Les Dennis? <laughs> not even across the threshold. Was, has Les Dennis um, been exposed as an alien? He's a canine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was allowed, I think... They were dropping Lorraine's dog back. Okay. Angus was being dropped back. And Les Dennis might, they might have been there as well. I don't know. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> Goodness. Um, anyway, that's not the point of the story. What, oh, no, well, but can you tell me about... The point what of their, the story is Reverend rooms? Richard Coles from the Commodores. What are their rooms As like? he was, <laughs> as the neighbours called him, they said, we thought you were from the Commodores. He said, no, the Commodores. They said, oh, that's why we were surprised. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they said that. They said, oh, we, we didn't think you looked like that. I know. Um, what are the rooms like in the dog hotel? Do they have beds and stuff yes, like they in do. a hotel room? Yeah. They ask you, because he was sharing with Lorraine Kelly's dog... Ray, which I was fine about. I was very happy because yeah, yeah. I liked Sharing. Lorraine. <laughs> Why is like footballers at away games? <laughs> wow, do they have a communal bath as well, the dogs? <laughs> they do. What? But they ask, your, they ask you beforehand, they say, do you want a spa treatment for him? And I Can think I ask you a well. question? How many seconds <laughs> do you think are between the door being closed and the dog <laughs> emptying the minibar sweets and chocolates. <laughs> that white, that white, the Toblerone, the knots in the jar. The and they'll put thing. the hotel TV on. Do you think they'll have that? <laughs> the shortbread on the on the tea making facilities tray. Oh yeah. man, they'd be straight in. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, so what, oh, I was telling you about Ray went to the, the dog, dog hotel. hotel. Yeah. yeah, I've been showing you some pictures. Mm-hmm. Lovely. They get a choice, as I say, of the room, or they sometimes they just go on the sofa arm. Ray, Ray's more of a sofa arm kind of guy. Sofa arm? Yeah. I spent a lot of time on the sofa <laughs> arm as a child. I used to put a cushion over it. Yeah. And then I'd watch westerns on the telly in full cowboy outfit as if I was on horseback. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. You didn't, oh, uncomfortable, the cowboy outfit to sleep in. The sheriff's badge as well. Oh, no, you weren't the sheriff. You were the... Uh... I, did, I didn't sleep. No, I was a Wild West old-timer. <laughs> you sure, sure had a tough day today, sheriff? Nothing's <laughs> changed. No, no exactly. <laughs> uh, so while Ray was in the dog hotel with uh, Lorraine Kelly's dog and rather severely hanging out with Les Dennis. Mm, mm-hmm. I still don't get that bit. No. Well, they, they would... I weird... mean, he was a major star, Les I remember when... <laughs> no, I know, he's not working Blonde. in the dog hotel. Remember, no, Debbie no. Harry did a tribute song all about him. 
Oh, Denis Denis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Americans often get the pronunciation wrong. <laughs> Uh, no, but what was he doing? He was dropping his dog off. Yeah, yeah, let's no, just, I don't know. Yeah. I think he was... He was doing cabaret. He's doing cabaret <laughs> for the dog. Yeah, to move him along. What otherwise he's gonna... Imagine if he'd been hired to do cabaret but for what, the dog. Imagine seeing a photo on Instagram of Les Dennis doing a cabaret and there's just like 40 dogs in oh, the That would be an expensive book. Well, you say that, but imagine if you got the call next week. Well, it'd be, it'd be an experience. It'd be good to talk about on the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so while Ray was uh, hanging out with the celeb dogs, mm-hmm. I was I went to Northampton to visit a priest. Mm. Had to go and see. I think I'd have to go to confession, having dropped my dog <laughs> off at the dog hotel. <laughs> I went to go and see. Well, come on! I, I think mean, we even each other out after some of your behaviour in the nineties. But there you go. Never, mm-hmm. never, um, never the dog hotel. <laughs> no, you preferred to uh, anyway. Premier Inns, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> I went to see a man of God about a dog. Um. Mm. So I was interviewing him, the Reverend Richard Cole. Are you oh, familiar uh, with his work? Yes, of mm. course. He did Strictly, didn't he? He did do Strictly. That's that's how I know him. And I yeah. think occasional appearances on the Moral Maze. Huh? I think. He okay. went out uh, Strictly fairly swiftly. Is that about um, the Prime Minister's family, the Moral Maze? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's them going out and saying things like, I don't think you should do that, yes. actually. <laughs> but he's in the... I think it might be my first time inside a vicarage, Frank. Okay. I liked it. Nice. Well, Frank, you'd be... I mean, you're an old-timer at the vicarage, aren't you? Well, um, I, I'm, I'm immediately reminded of the Ken Dodd... Yeah, uh, go on. ...joke. Remember that? What a day! <laughs> what a day for shoving a cucumber <laughs> through the vicar's letterbox and shouting, the Martians have landed! <laughs> <laughs> one of his... Uh, I think one of his... One of the greatest jokes in, in the history of British comedy. Well, Rev Richard Coles um, lives with his partner, David, who is also a priest. They have a civil partnership. OK. And he... And David said to me, the other priest, he said... Well, they get two for the price of one in the vicarage. It's a bog off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is true. Because if one can't do, can't officiate, the other one can. All right, like a sub. Yes. He's an Anglican, though. Do you know what that is, Frank? I do know what. Okay, that's different to your one, isn't it? I guess that. You know what? I guess they weren't Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said, I said you're different to Catholic. I said I think of Catholic. He said, "Oh, at first I was a Catholic." He said, "Because I like the glamour of it." Uh, Oh, Um, yeah. I said, "Yeah, it's like the Versace one." Right. That's what I compared it to. But yeah, they've got five sausage dogs. Wow. Pongo, Daisy, Audrey, Horatio. Um, and Willie, I think it was. If I had five sausage dogs, I would have to constantly keep them in a chain gang so that they were like a tight train. Be, you just you want to keep them together. You, you want a string of sausage dogs, yeah. don't you? I mean, I find it annoying that they've got five when sausages come in packs of six. I know that just is. Just get one more so that you've got a packet of... That is it. But the temptation when they're all lined together to get a fork and just I go... Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They, and they hate that, apparently. They really don't I've like heard, that. I've heard they don't like a fork in the rib cage. The, no. uh, the dachshunds <laughs> make some... Uh, make some go, do you know that thing when they're very suddenly dogs? They do that, oh! <laughs> like that kind of... That kind of bark. Ow! Frank Skinner. 
So it was my first <clears throat> internal vicarage, I think. Okay, yeah. I think I've done external. I said as we drove up, there was a big sign saying vicarage. I said, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. And I knew I was going to get on with the Rev because he laughed. And good. I love yeah. a Rev with a GSOH. That's good. And yeah. He, yeah, he was based on uh, Tom Hollander in Rev, exclamation okay. mark, perhaps. Uh, he was based on Rev Richard Coles. No. Yes. Was it? Really? Yes. Yes. There you oh, go. Okay. Good info. I know. Oh, we had loads of good info. Did not know that. He should have been like a mad car bloke, shouldn't he? Then they have had a pun on Rev and yes. Reverend. That should mm-hmm. that should they should have done. They spoke to me before. All when you think of all the puns, the missed opportunities for wonderful puns. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's heartbreaking. He did. There was a nice bit when the producer was, uh, she was putting my, you have, you call it a mic pack, don't you, which you, cl- you clasp onto the back of you. Yeah. And she, I was wearing a, a long flowing dress, uh, hadn't thought it match. through. Nowhere to clip it onto with your, your sort of, it's a sort of like a big industrial paper clip essentially, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm afraid she had to put it on my undergarments. Did she? Yes, the bottom undergarments. Oh, really? And the Rev said, oh, don't mind me, don't worry, I'll look away. I said, do you know, I've never felt safer for so many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ticked a lot of boxes on the safe front. He saw plenty of those when he was working at um, Superman's sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> he had some great communards uh, stories. Or, yeah, as I said, they thought... Did he have communards memorabilia on the vicarage wall? He had Gold more... records or the like? No, it was more um, priestly memorabilia, okay, which I like. There was some lovely... I mean... I think that I think uh, the communards. I think he did quite well out of the communards. One would imagine. What with the? Uh, he did say at one point in fiscally. his life he remembered buying a speedboat, and then he just left it there. He thinks it's still there. My Jermaine Pennant leaving a <laughs> Porsche. In, yeah, in did Europe he do that? somewhere. Yeah, and those people who won speedboats on the bullseye <laughs> probably did a similar thing. And then the minor key when they didn't. Yeah. Um, one thing he did say, which I just quite liked, Frank, because I know you're surrounded by atheism a lot of the time. And yeah. Frank is. Is he? Yes, we're yeah. atheists. And, but he did say to me, he said he finds that people... I understood it a bit more. He taught me something because he said... What it's like, he said. When people see me, I feel they start behaving a bit like they're driving. They're a bit. They're observing the twenty mile an hour speed limit. Uh, That's how yeah. I see my role. And I, I really bet like... it wasn't like that when he was <laughs> a communist. That must be a nice way to go through life. Yeah, <laughs> people changing their behaviour because you're there. You don't think you do that with your bullying manner? <laughs> <laughs> what you think I'm like this at home, tense and having to watch everything I say. <laughs> So I've got a priest as a friend. Lovely. I'm gonna I'm gonna go up there and stay. He, I, I, the other reason I liked him. Is Are we, you gonna take him to Newcastle? Oh, Colston, yeah. we're gonna have to have a night out, okay. frying pan and fire. <laughs> That's where we'll go. The reason I really loved him is he told me that when he came out to his mother, he said he did that by playing Tom Robinson's "Glad to Be Gay," right. and she said, "Darling, are you trying to tell me something?" Oh. I like that story. I did a similar thing when I passed my driving <laughs> test. I passed. I played a two four six eight motorway to my mom. Did you? Yeah. It's, it's a fun. It's, it's a small world, isn't it? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm. Um, what about this? Um, what about this geezer in Brighton? <laughs> 
<clears throat> Narrow it down, pal. Narrow it down. <laughs> geezer in Brighton. This geezer in Brighton is in all the papers this week. Zach. I think you mean Zach Pinsent. I do. That's yes. exactly who I mean. Who I thought I was going to dislike, and I really, really liked him. Oh, I do. He's, uh, he's, he's a character. Aye. Isn't he? He identifies as being from the 1820s. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if he's just pulling mm-hmm. our leg on that bit, but I like so. the fact that he uh, he only wears clothes with um, historical accuracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he wears, he's he's a basically he's a Regency dandy. Yes. yes, but I mean all the time, as far as we can tell. He doesn't own any modern clothing. What about if he goes for like a kick around or swimming? I don't think he's much of a kick around or swimming kind of character. But I did see that, I looked at his Instagram and he's got some people saying, what do you wear when you work out? Yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't seemed to answer that. Yeah. He, um, how would he work out? Some sort of mangle contraption, <laughs> maybe. I don't think he'd use modern. You can't see him in the treadmill in that hat. N- nothing, he couldn't go on anything modern. because well, Presumably he can't get the ball. So. Well, well, no, I think he still uses um, okay. modern technology. I think he just thinks that clothes should uh, speak about... Him in a in a sort of historical fashion. I mean, he looks I mean, amazing. He looks He's amazing. Fat. When I read it, I thought to myself, I should have told you, Pinsent, this world was never meant for one beautiful as <laughs> you. Uh, he burnt his to. last. Else? I do. Pinsent. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Vincent. Starry oh, Night. I see. Got you. God, okay. It, it wasn't a I'm complex. Very slow on the uptake. Um, he burnt his last pair of jeans, aged fourteen. Okay, I see he's taken a Regency approach to recycling as well. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people have been glad of those jeans, but they've got... He burnt them. I mean, that explains the incredible hulks, the state of his. <laughs> Maybe he bought them from the I charity bet, I shop. I bet he's burnt them a few times. <laughs> Afraid <laughs> edges. I'll tell you um, something about that. It reminds me, I saw... Um, I think I mentioned this recently, uh, the actual show. I saw... Quinton Crisp live um, off Broadway and he was talking about his life and he adopted a style which looked like a sort of Victorian literary figure type yes. mm-hmm. lots of velvet and he said the thing is once you've found your style the, what you must do is get rid of everything that doesn't mm. coincide with that so if you decide I'm going to be like dressed like the, a Wild West old timer mm-hmm. you've got to get rid of all your tracksuit bottoms and everything and, and anything in your house that doesn't fit with that thing right. and he says the style has to absolutely take over I wonder what this does this guy do you think live in like a modern yes. flat it'd be interesting to know well oh. it was interesting I saw a photo of him with his peers and he had the sort of, you know... What, in Brighton? <laughs> oh, very good. <laughs> both of them, yeah. Um, with both his business. No, he was with, like, four or five friends, and they had the standard garb of the youth. Yeah. Did you know. they? Yes, and he had the top hat and yep. the tailored jacket, and he looked absolutely marvellous. This is what lottery winners should be forced to wear a top hat. You don't think he just won the lottery and that's what he does. Frank, can you explain your theory in case people don't know No, this? I think if you win the lottery, in order to get the money, you have to agree to wear a top hat in public for the rest of your life what? so you can be identified as a lottery winner. 
I think that's him. What is this a shame? I have to say, this guy, I thought he looked great. Yeah. And yeah. he looks even better when in the group shot where he's with people in modern yes, dress. Yes, he does. he does. He looks like he's been cut out yeah. and stuck in the 21st century. Yes. That's what he's basically been photoshopped. And I, I say this is also, I think, quite funny. He, um, he put he up on his Instagram uh, that his, like his Instagram's gone mad, like he's got loads of followers it's good now. that he's got an Instagram. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. slightly <laughs> jarring, isn't it, for somebody with such an interesting history. But he said... Um, uh, thanks he said, to all sir, he followers. is on 1,200 a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, um, uh, no, I am not single. Please stop asking. <laughs> so he's just, he, he's great. He's very good. He's throwing some Darcy shade. Yeah. Ah, sp- oh, yeah, he is. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What do we think of the, this character, the Regency chat? Zach mm. Pinsent. I love Zach. Although he did say... I keep getting comments in the street that it looks like I'm going to meet Jacob Rees-Mogg. The response is almost always completely positive. That's nice. I don't know if those people were being positive, though. Do you think he might have been misunderstanding (laughs) some sarcasm there? No, I think, though, it's... uh, I mean, he's in Brighton, and Brighton, I think, is an accepting place of difference of Mm. all kinds. So he's lucky there. I would say, when I say lucky, he's probably chosen. And also, it's the home of Regency. People probably assume he's one of those actors who can't get theatre work, so they're standing outside at a fight saying, good day to you, sir, and welcome those poor blokes and women who have to act sort of on the hoof like that. It's like the London Dungeon ones. Yeah, they used to have... When they had the moving picture image museum oh, on the yeah. south bank they used to be like come on we gotta get this movie made and all that and oh, oh right. my goodness it really made me very because they'd say you sir do you want to be in a movie and you're supposed to act back oh, yeah. or not act back oh, I'm have to say can you speak to my management before I do any acting back <laughs> yeah I, <do. laughs> I need my, this to be broken yeah. my mother How dare you? my mother would always say when we'd pass them she'd say three years at RADA for that oh. <laughs> Well, this chap, I think it should be worth um, pointing out, Frank, he, he not only wears historical clothes, he also is a tailor. He does, he makes them himself. Oh, I didn't know that. And that I think your much yearned for over the years cape, yes. we may have found the maker of. Oh, he could certainly knock me, knock me off. He there. could rustle you up a cape. Yeah. Oh, We're thinking about I'll Russell Grant, you upper cape. But if I went for a historic, I don't, I, I wouldn't want because you find people do. So you see skinheads about and teddy boys. So there are mm. people doing it. They're just not going yeah. back quite as far as him. I've got yes. a lot of friends that wear 1960s mod kind, kind yeah. of Well, I would say I would stuff. put you in that. I would put you in. On occasion. I think always. I could no. be a, a suede head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Stone stone Stay Press, Loafers, uh, Crombie. Yeah. You're both staying quite recent. You see, I would plunge right back into history. I would go American Civil War. How dare you? (laughs) I'm not talking about my actual birth time. I would go... American Civil War, Southern Belle. Why, fiddle-dee-dee. Oh, oh, I can see Mr. that. Mr Skinner, I do declare, that I'll looks, leave you gentlemen. Nice. Um, it looks elaborate, you... though, that. Yeah, he's just getting... Also, oh, yeah, like it takes two minutes now. Well, <laughs> I, I'd, say, I'd say it takes about three and a half for me to get ready in the morning. Yes. Yeah. 
But we're all different, you know that. Also, it must have been even hotter in the in the in the south, and then they're wearing all those layers of gingham. I mean, some of them are gingham vests. Those southern belts. But some mm. the Clark Gable look. That's not too dissimilar to the Regency. Yeah, vibe, but that, imagine you know? that slim moustache soaking <laughs> up the sweat on a day like this. Oh, got to be sodden. Absolutely sodden. Ringing wet. Anyway, there we are. Costume <laughs> through the ages here on Absolute Radio, where um, real material matters. Um, thanks for listening to us this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, which is unlikely the way the weather is, we'll, um, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.